welcome to Single Mom Mindset, the podcast, a place for choice moms, donor-conceived people, and non-traditional families. Now let's do this thing. We are covering part two of my conversation with Jillian, a donor-conceived woman and advocate for donor-conceived people. She is incredible, and I'm so excited to dive into part two. Before we dive in, though, I just want to remind you that merch is now available. I'll link everything in the show notes below, as well as on my Instagram page, so be sure to check them out. Some items are actually already sold out, so if you've been thinking about getting something, I recommend moving quickly. I am just so impressed and excited and grateful to every single one of you that is continuing to support these endeavors and these new journeys. So big thank you to each and every one of you that is showing support. Um, Also a reminder that if you are considering Choice Motherhood, the Single Mom Mindset course is available to enroll also below in the show notes. And if you're not really ready to jump into the course right now, there is also many courses available linked below as well. So check them out. There's something for everybody. And yeah, let's get into it. You did the the DNA testing and your mom was supportive with that. Can you talk about that actually a little bit that she was completely supportive right off the bat or? Yeah. So I'd seen some ancestry commercials for Mm -hmm. years and one of my best friends since kindergarten was really invested in me finding my dad. Like he (laughs) wanted me to know so he could know. And um, it, it was great. Like we had so many conversations on the bus about this and we sat right behind the bus driver. So he probably loved it. Like oh it God. was just like the bus driver wanted to know. Too. <laughs> yeah. and sure. so, so, um, my mom actually brought it up and was like, is oh. this something you'd be interested in? Wow. Okay. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've thought about it, but it's so expensive. Like I, I was yeah. middle school, high school, and I'm trying to figure out how to afford a hundred plus dollar test. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd pay for that. Right. Like I, I will happily Mom do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. And that almost overwhelmed me. Like I wasn't oh, wow. ready in the sense, like when you DNA test, you have to be ready for the good and the bad because yeah. your dad might not want to be your dad like Uh and I didn't want him to be but still like he might not want to know you he might not even it might not have occurred to him he was creating children we hear that all the time I know yes which is absurd to me but yes yes and so I wasn't ready I was a really busy kid Mm -hmm. always in sports and so my mom you know reminded me gently every once in a while like hey this is this is still open if you if you want to do it um and then finally I was ready and um and did both 23 and me and ancestry okay so she got two bills at that point <laughs> but, is there one sorry sorry to stop you but is there one that was better than the other at giving you some clarity or did you get clarity so, from both or answers from both I found him only through my 23 and me results um the ancestry results were the the complication with dna testing is they suggest labels without actually knowing how that person is related to you of course because they base it on your dna and so it was labeling some of my aunts as first cousins because they're half siblings to the donor and so it's in the same range of appropriate dna Right. Or a half cousin or a half aunt and a first cousin. 
And okay. so I, I would have been totally thrown off had I only looked at my ancestry results okay. because while they are my aunt, mm-hmm. I, my half aunt, right. it, I would have been looking at them as cousins um, oh, because wow. that's what they were labeled as. And okay. so, but with 23 and me, I found a first cousin once removed built and he was truly that I built his tree over and found the donor. Oh, wow. And so, so maybe um, doing both kind of, mm-hmm. we could advise that for someone that's looking for answers and maybe hasn't had much luck. Maybe if you put the two together, do we recommend and, that you think? And or? also for, for the sibling perspective, some people only test on one. So you might have siblings on one platform and never find them because you're only looking at the other. Right. And so, so it's always good to test on multiple platforms just from okay. that perspective. But know, it's, sure. it's, there's all sorts of search, uh, Facebook groups too. Yeah. And they're called search angels and they can help um, digest and interpret the results for you and help find the oh, biological okay. parent of your child or of you, if you're who look, is looking. Oh, so, wow, okay. um, so I think it's called DNA detectives for the donor conceived. Um, okay, and cool. it's all donor conceived people that are looking for family. And okay. I'm going to get you to send it to me after, or I'll try to do yeah. some switching myself just so I can add it at the bottom mm-hmm. for anybody that may want it as a reference after. Absolutely. Ooh, yes. I wanted to know if there's anything that you wish that your mom had done differently. Because I know you say she was very open, um, like you knew right off the bat. Because I, I think that's when it's really horrible. And like you said, a lot of choice moms are pretty, not all, but most are very transparent from the beginning because you can't really hide that all of a sudden you have a kid and how did this happen? Um, but does it happen a lot with um, couples and they're they're hiding it? Is that what you see a lot of? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're, yeah. hiding, they're not transparent about the, the truth of where they Most of the people I know who are late discovery had, you know, heterosexual parents. So oh, mom and a dad. Oh, wow. And so they grew up thinking that that dad that they were raised with was their biological father. Now, can I don't know if maybe we're going to go off a little bit, but as much as that may not be like my audience per se, mm-hmm. I just I want to talk about how important that is just because it's huge. And maybe just because I don't know from the parents perspective, since I'm the parent, like maybe it comes from a fear of the child won't love them as much. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't want to speak on their behalf, but from the from a child perspective I don't think that that's what would happen right like I again right. neither of us are from that exact situation right but I think it, it it's always a choice that's rooted in fear or it must be mm-hmm. and it's like how can we not as the parent imagine our child not knowing their truth and being okay with that like there's ways and I've seen there's one woman I'm not going to forget her name now that I follow that her parents she comes from a heterosexual parents that they made her a book an album about the donor that she was conceived by and she still has her mom and dad but she also has a donor or biological father and they they found a beautiful way to incorporate that into her story and to arm her with that or to you know prepare her for what's to come and what her future may hold because of this choice right and I feel like like 
we can have these conversations. They they're scary as shit, I'm sure. But when we're transparent, we're helping our children. We're not hindering them. It's a hindrance to keep the truth from them. I I agree that it's probably a fear based decision. Yeah, that they they feel that they might be less than. Um, yeah, but so many people that find out that they're donor conceived later still are saying my dad's my dad even though he's not biologically my dad like he he raised me he put in the work he did all these things I'd just say you know give your child more credit there's three branches to their family tree instead of just two um and wrong with that so just normalize it and your kid won't question it Mm -hmm. so um and I mean even if you are biologically related you're going to have fights. You're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. You know, having that biological tie doesn't solve everything yeah. and make you a magical connected parent. I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> Love my dad, but we had some hella big fights growing up. So yeah, blood related, but he was a pain in the ass as was I. So <laughs> that yeah. doesn't erase any of that for sure. Exactly. So, so you can still have that normal father daughter yeah. relationship yes. or mother daughter if you know, egg donor, yeah, whatever with, it is, without yeah. having that biological tie, yeah. but it's still important to recognize it. Yeah. But to give them that, like, I just, I don't know. I think because I knew going into this choice right away that it was like, mm, that's not even an option. Like, because I would want to know, like, I'm the kid mm-hmm. that asks like, okay, grandma lived where? And okay. So our family lineage is from where in Italy on this side, you know what I mean? Like, I like yeah. to know those things. What did she do when, when she was, you know, in her twenties, grandma, what was her job? Like, I enjoy hearing those stories. So I guess it comes from a place of projection, but I imagine that my kids are going to have those same questions and want to hear those stories too. So mm-hmm. why not provide them with as much as I can and aid them along the way? Like it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's sad that people live in that fear and feel like they have to hide the truth because in the end it only hurts their child and may ultimately end up hurting their relationship much more than had they been truthful from the beginning right mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so, yeah. today's lesson is just be honest right mm-hmm. be forthcoming right from the beginning so your child can have time to learn their story and have the option to choose what they want Absolutely. to know and how much and whatever. Right. And now you, you did ask a question about like what I wish my mom had done differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard because I, I felt really well supported. Um, yeah. My mom was very protective of me. Her mom was not supportive of me being donor conceived because of oh. the traditional views of a man and a woman should be married and have right. a kid and, you know, religion and everything Mm -hmm. and so she always tried to shield me from those negative thoughts coming from inside the family and outside of the family um but the our biggest struggle came after we found the results and found him because we were both processing out loud because we talked to each other and have a good relationship yeah and we never thought of this being possible and so we never thought about how we would feel and so she was almost like well I raised you you're mine I've always been told you look like me I did all this work you don't get it from him you know Mm -hmm. like 
And, and it was tough to, you know, respect those feelings as she's processing because they're all valid and I'm not going to shut those down, but also be like, well, it's cool that he's also an attorney. And I somehow ended up with that interest. It's cool that I look like these people too. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, a new experience. And so that's it. The first couple months were a little bit rocky and we, we kind of had a heart to heart on our back patio. We were, we were sitting outside. I said, you know, it's really tough for me because I don't feel like you're a hundred percent supportive and I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. But, um, I want to know these people and I want you to know these people. And so we were able to kind of process how she was feeling as well. And, um, she ended up meeting my biological father and my brother. They, they came to my graduation for my MBA and, um, took us out to dinner and everything. And so it was the weirdest thing ever because my mom was meeting my dad and like no other person I know, like my, like my close friends, right. Their mom knows their dad. (laughs) They've met a couple of times. (laughs) At least. Oh my God. Yeah, that's nice. It was so hard for both of us because I'm freaking out. Like, what if they don't like each other? It'll be so awkward because I have the rest of my life with these people. And my mom's freaking out like, oh my God, I already have a kid with this guy and I've never met him. (laughs) And it was the right, my school is about an hour and a half from our house and the ride up there was the most anxiety ridden ride. Um, I can feel it. Okay. I got super emotional when you were saying you were talking with your mom on the back deck and I was like, almost like my eyes were like welling up a little bit. Cause I could feel the emotion and put myself in that position. And now I'm like shitting a brick, just thinking about taking that drive because I can only imagine what everyone was feeling. And not only you two, but your bio dad also. Yeah. yeah like, so freaking and- out. They, they've all invited my mom to these family get togethers and she's like, no, I think I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. Thanks. I'll, <laughs> oh I'll meet you like one at a time. Like I don't, oh my I can't. God. That's <laughs> so, insane. Um, but has she so, come around? Does she feel a little bit better mm-hmm. now? Do you, yeah. do you feel like she's supportive and you feel like you can lean on her with all these things now? Definitely. So yeah. now we're in a in a better place of like I can say, oh, I think I get this from my bio dad, or oh, I'm yeah. just like I'm really close to two of my cousins on that side, and so I'm like okay. I'm just like this one, like oh my yeah. gosh, and she, she's a couple years younger than me, so it's so funny, like I because we probably would not have gotten along if we grew up, but um, not. because she was, she, thing, was, yeah. she was like four or five years younger than me, but as adults, we're so close. And, and I, and it's so fun. And, and so now we're to the place where my mom can be like, oh, that's great that you're like that side of the family. And it, it, I don't think it stings. Um, so, so it, it's, of course the nature versus nurture conversation always comes into, into play with donor conception and how I went 25 years of my life without these people, but I fit right in. (laughs) So it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I fit in better with that family that I was not raised with than wow. I do with my mom's side of the family. Like me and my mom are super close. Like we, yeah. you know, kind of like the Gilmore girls, but with a 42 year age difference and not 16. And so, <laughs> um, Love it. but the rest of our family, I never felt like I, I fit. I felt kind of like black sheep type thing. 
Okay. Um, but I definitely fit in with bio dad side of the family, which is weird. But I love that for you. Yeah, it's, still it's great. New, it's pretty new, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's yes. only going to get better. We're sending all the good vibes for sure for those relationships for you. No, yeah, for your mom because you said like it, it kind of stung a little bit to hear those things, and I get that. I get mm-hmm. that huge. Like I remember even having my daughter, and it was like, oh, she looks exactly like her dad, and it was like, I was in labor for twenty something hours. She better fucking look a little bit like me. Okay. Like I put on 50 pounds. I couldn't walk anymore because my hip was killing me. Okay. At 26 years old. Okay. Like she better look like there better be something about her. That's me. But it's like, we become like not possessive, but it's like, she's a part of me, like recognize the parts of me that are in her, please. Cause I made her, do you know? Mm -hmm. And it's so silly because it doesn't take away anything right? I'm raising her full time on my own, no matter who she looks like or where she gets her whatever special skills or whatever. You know what I mean? She's still a part of me, no matter what. But I get what your mom, I don't get what she was feeling, but I I can understand why Mm -hmm. she felt that way. And it's hard. Like there's a, it's kind of like a threat. Like don't, she's mine Mm -hmm. though. Careful where you're stepping, you know, but I'm glad that she's been able to come around and realize that there's no threat whatsoever Mm -hmm. this is just another side of you and you're free to discover it and it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. absolutely that's really good I'm happy for you that's great thank you um oh this is a little bit about your mom too has she dated because I get a lot of that too where people are like did the moms ever date are you going to be single forever how is that has mom had any luck in that field Mm -hmm. No. no, so she didn't even try. Um, okay. After she had me, um, she recognized, I mean, she's a psychologist. She she knew <laughs> that, unfortunately, you know, guys that you bring around a little girl cannot always be trusted. Mm-hmm. And she so. never wanted to put me in that position or that risk right. to be, to be um, hurt. Right. And so it was just the two of us. And um, I've... Now that I'm an adult, I've offered to sign her up for dating sites and dating, you know. <laughs> and she's and not even taking you up? Nope. Oh, wow. She's like, I'm good. I I, I don't she's need looking. that. I. Yeah. She said, you're going to be an attorney. You can take care of me in my old age. And I said, <laughs> there you I, go. You know, I will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, good for her. Yeah. But just not, I just want to add, not every single mom by choice is going to be alone forever. Oh, yeah. We're going to add that in um, because I get that so much. People are like, oh, but if I make this choice, like no one's ever going to want to date me. And it is absolutely fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. Like it's insanity that people believe that it's all about what you are looking for. And if you're looking for a relationship or a partnership or whatever, eventually it's just as much of an option for you as it is for anybody else. Just want to clear that one up. Cause I get yes. that question so much. Oh yeah. But I wanted to ask you too, if you share every, like you share your story openly, which you clarified that you do for sure. Um, was that something that was hard, um, with like girlfriends growing up and friends like that didn't know right away? How did you share that story? Like if you would met a new friend or. I think because it was so normalized in my family that I never felt nervous to tell people. And so I would just talk to people and say, you know, my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom, Mm -hmm. and never mention my dad. And eventually people would be like, you know, you haven't talked about a dad. What, you know, is what happened? Like, 
And I'd say, oh, I'm donor conceived. I have a dad somewhere in the world, but not that I know. Um, And that was basically, you know, I was created by science. Mm -hmm. I have a dad somewhere, but not here. You know, that were my my key phrases to to get people to to understand, because just because I have a single mom, you know, there was a man that had to help create me. You know, it wasn't all science. And so I do have someone somewhere. um, But but just helping people understand that. And um, the my friends were like, okay, cool. It was the teachers that were the most fascinated by it. And I, I still, um, I have some of my teachers on my Facebook with me and they'll, they'll message me occasionally and be like, Jillian, this is so interesting. Like I've, I've wondered ever since you told me this story in like seventh grade math class or something, if you'd ever find, or, or, you know, like high school French and you know, all this stuff, if you've ever find it. And I love having these answers. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So they're supporting you. They want to know you're absolutely, which is cool. You have Mm -hmm. an interesting story. Yes. Wow. Um, okay. You said, cause you said bio dad mm-hmm. it made me think right away because I've heard people say they prefer the word donor, like the donor. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer bio dad. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be even other terms that I'm not familiar with, but do you, um, personally, obviously you, I've heard you say bio dad is mm-hmm. that, from your experience, the people that you've met with, talked with, is that a preferred like term or is it really individual? It's really individual. So okay. when coming up with terms to for your child's life or whatever, mm-hmm. let your child kind of guide that decision. Okay. Maybe they have a couple options. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I called him the donor or donor dad. Okay. Um, but as I've gotten older, you know, he's not my donor. He was my mom's donor. He's my biological father. Right. And so, so I'll call him my bio dad or bio father. Okay. Um, and when it's with people that I don't know very well, I'll just say it casually like my dad, you know, because I don't need to get into the whole, are you adopted? You know, conversation, okay. yeah. but, um, but usually it's biological father that I call him. Okay. So that's a good thing to note too, then just to leave it as an option. Mm-hmm. maybe he'll prefer one one will sit better with him and mm-hmm. however he likes to tell his story one might fit better so mm-hmm. I, do, I like that I like that you know it works differently for different people but to allow them to have an option this has been amazing certainly insightful and I've loved hearing your story wonderful okay. well thank you so so much it's been really amazing yeah absolutely well that's it for this episode thank you for listening make sure you subscribe leave a review and come back next thursday for an all new episode bye